This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Recovery Radio. I'm your host, Steve Martiret. You're ready to join us for each episode as we talk with experts in the field of behavioral health. Big, big title. We'll tell you all about that straight ahead. What we're about is fostering diverse and meaningful conversations on substance abuse and mental health. So that's Recovery Radio. It's sponsored by Retreat Behavioral Health, about uh, which more a little bit later. So it's that time of the year, friends, It's uh, as we uh, approach the holidays and uh, the new year looms, we're, we're all going to get into the uh, time-honored tradition of telling ourselves, next year, we're going to do this. And uh, boy, it's going to be better than last year. Hope does spring eternal. One of the things we concentrate on, I think, as a society at this time of the year is our um, physical well-being. We, everybody's going to make a New Year's resolution to lose some weight or get into shape. We're going to talk about fitness and um, working out uh, from a, a kind of uh, 101 standpoint. We're going to give you a macro view on what you should be thinking about if it's time for you to get back to the gym and get back to working out. Or if you're working out and uh, want to uh, maximize the potential that you're getting out of that. I know that's the uh, boat I find myself in. To, to that end, we're real fortunate to have with us a fellow who uh, who does this for a living. Who else would we ask to do this? Uh, Tyler Trittine is our guest in the studio. Uh, Tyler is uh, the owner-operator of Vitality Athletics, which is, is it? can I call it a gym? Is that okay? Or do you want it to, you want it to be a, yeah, a gym? Spa? It's a gym in the uh, Lancaster area in Ephrata. He'll tell us all about um, Vitality Athletics straight ahead. So, you know, in the broadest possible terms, uh, this program today is going to be about wellness. You, you know the the old expression, a healthy body, healthy mind. Um, that's a cliche, but all cliches are true. So we're going to get we're going to get a real good up close and personal look at how to get ourselves in shape, both physically and mentally. Uh, Tyler, thanks uh, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Steve. You know, you are as I told you when when we met just here a few minutes ago that you are, um, you know. Standard issue, if you allow me, in that you showed up in shorts on a particularly cold weekend here in the Delaware Valley. Most of those young guys, I just did never take the shorts off. It's amazing that you're uh, able to bear it up. I'm freezing to death. Anyway, let's you know, let, let's talk about this whole idea of how to get ourselves in shape. I mean, let me begin with the, something I think to be true, and I, I want to hear your your take on this. The hardest part of going to the gym is going to the gym. Am, yeah. I, am I right? Yeah. You know, when I, you know, I never have any trouble in the gym. I, when you're there, it's great. You feel great. You get out, you're done. But boy, when you wake up in the morning or at the end of the day, if you do it at the end of the day, it's like, oh man, I got to go to the gym. How do people, how do you tell people to go over, overcome that, to get themselves in the gym? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think for everybody, I always tell our members, uh, the hardest part is just getting to the gym. Once you get there, you'll never regret it, right? So, uh, and I think with our program, it's it's kind of a group personal training model. So I'm interacting with everybody that comes in, and if they're not in for a week, you know, or more than that, I'm I'm on their case. So I'm texting them, I'm uh-huh. checking in with them, saying, "Hey, what's going on? Why aren't you in?" And uh, there's a lot of accountability with it, uh, with our with our gym and our community and. When people haven't been there for a little bit, you know they're they're definitely going to hear from us. 
That's terrific. I mean, uh, is that the benefit? Cause lots of people go, Gigi, do, can you really get the benefits of a group workout, or should I get should I get one on one? What's the benefit? What are, what are the benefits of working in a group as opposed to by yourself? Yeah, I think one on one is uh, obviously you can get more individual attention. You can really focus on designing it towards whatever your goals are and make it real specific. And I'd recommend if anybody's new completely new to fitness i always recommend starting with some one-on-one training because uh, i think it's just a, it's it's nerve-wracking for a lot of people it's intimidating for a lot of people to jump into and so many things are new at first that it's good to have a coach one-on-one at least for the first you know session or two to uh you know really focus on that but once you learn the fundamentals obviously it's uh there, there's a lot of perks of being in a community too like a group that pushes you kind of like a team effort when mm-hmm. you're playing a sport and then uh you know cost effective wise obviously personal training is going to be more expensive and if you have the you know the income to do that great if you want something a little bit more cost effective once you go through some personal training you invest in that then you can go to a group model which will be a little bit uh easier on your mm-hmm. wallet too so if somebody comes into um Vitality um, Athletics. Do you have what I guess you'd refer to as a kind of an evaluation uh, situation? You've got to know what, what, what they want. Do people show up with the right, a- the right ideas? Do people have clearly defined goals? Or do they just have this notion that, well, I'm in a gym. That's good. Yeah, I'd say I'd see kind of both scenarios. I see people that come in with real specific goals. Uh, maybe they, they're uh, training for a specific sport, competition. That Maybe they want to do a Spartan race, a 5K uh, you know, a half marathon, something like that, or they come in just because they know their family history. They see maybe people around them, friends, relatives, maybe getting unhealthy, and they say, you know, I don't want to be in that situation. They know they got to do something. They just don't know where to start. So I see kind of both, I guess. Well, what are the factors that uh, determine um, you as a professional? What kind of program you will craft for somebody depending upon their their age? I mean, the obvious things. I mean, older people are gonna, not going to do something a twenty year old is going to do. But you have to take. Not only do you have to take it as a professional seriously, but so does the the client. The client has to know what they can, what they're capable of doing. Right. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, looking at that whole approach when someone comes in, their age level. Like obviously, if someone's um, you know completely new and they're they're maybe a young athlete they're 12 years old I'm going to train them differently than someone that has years of experience and they're a former college athlete and uh, you know same thing with we have a class that we do it's we call it boom fit it's for basically 16 over and you know people that come in that demographic are going to I'm going to train them you know a little bit differently the progressions are going to be uh, you know a little bit more patient uh, and we're going to focus maybe a little bit more on balance work, flexibility for someone in that situation. Whereas someone that's maybe uh, new and they're young, we're going to work on maybe uh, just just the fundamentals of strength training right away. Just because wh- wherever I think I can give people the most benefit or the biggest bang for their buck every time they come in, that's where I'm going to focus the most and try to tailor it that way. Do most of the people who come into gyms come to lose weight? Is that basically their first motive? I'd say, yeah, majority of people to lose weight or or just to to look better, you know, uh, look better and and uh, feel better too. I think more and more we are getting a lot of people too that just, I think uh, with society a lot of people are stressed. A lot of people uh, just just want to belong to something that to makes them feel better too. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get yeah. a little uh, a little deeper into the notion of um, the the mental health benefits of this, which are enormous, incidentally, uh, uh, down the road. But I, I do want to get. Some some of the I'm going to ask all the dumb questions here uh, about you know uh, uh, going to the gym because as I told you before we were in the year I've been doing it for a long long time and, and 
some periods of time I know I'm getting some benefit about it. I can I can see the way I feel and my clothes fit a little better. Other times I, I can go for a very long stretch of time and go, okay, I go three days a week, four days a week, but am I getting a the, the bang for my time out of this thing? What kind of so so what kind of um benchmarks do you establish for people so they can go oh this is working do you know so that people can see that it's working yeah i think that's a good point i think you do need some sort of goal i think you know still going to the gym and just saying i'm just going to go for my own benefit just to get something out of it is is good uh but if you have a goal just like if you're i don't know if you're driving in the car and if you don't have any direction on where you want to go, well, you know, you could just end up wherever. So you want to make sure you're – obviously, if you have a specific goal or clear directions on where you want to go, you're going to, you know, uh, tailor your program or really work and, and do some sort of test and retest to make sure you're moving in the right direction. At our gym, we do uh, – we have an in-body machine so we can measure your body composition. So that's a really good way to what – is, What does the body composition mean? What uh, does that mean? Body composition – so uh, basically how much – uh, fat you have on your body, your body fat percentage, how much muscle mass you have, and we can you know test that, retest that, just to make sure you're moving in the right direction. If we need to make changes, then we can make changes to you know the nutrition end of it, how many times you're coming per week, things like that. Uh, we also do different uh, strength tests or conditioning tests. So we might do you know a five rep max test in a certain lift. Uh, we also do what we call uh, I call it the V6 combine, where we test six different things. We'll test like a, a 2K row time. We'll test a mile run. And if those are too aggressive for somebody, we can always tailor back towards something that they can test in. Uh, we'll test, you know, how many chin-ups can you do? How many times can you bench press a certain amount of weight? And it doesn't have to be a crazy weight thing or, and there's progressions for everything, but just having some way that you can measure if your program's actually working uh, and you can measure your progress and then you can make changes from there because if it's not working, then... You obviously want to get the most bang for your buck and make it a time-efficient time in the gym, so you can obviously adjust it from there. Our guest in the studio is uh, Tyler Trittine. He is the owner-operator of Vitality Athletics, a gym in the Ephrata area of uh, of our uh, of Lancaster County. He, he's with us today. We're, we're, we're anticipating the new year, and we're uh, taking a look at you know pulling it all together and try to be. Uh, both healthy in body and uh, and mind. Uh, tell me a little uh, about your background. How long have you been doing this? Yeah, I've been in the fitness field for, uh, I guess, uh, 14 years now. 2006, I graduated from Bloomsburg University in Pennsylvania, and my degree was in exercise science. And I got hooked into the weight room from sports. played a lot of high school sports, football, basketball. I played football in college, and... Once I saw the results from lifting weights and how it helped me in sports, how it made me feel, you know, too confidence-wise, physique-wise, and everything like that, I, I got addicted, I guess, in a good way to uh, the weight room, and and then, then studied that in college. Exercise science was my background, and and uh, yeah, I came out of it and uh, started doing some personal training and and some group fitness classes, and also some strength and conditioning, working with athletes. Mm-hmm. How how long has uh, Vitality Athletics been been around? We've been around for about nine years, and uh, we just rebranded to the name Vitality Athletics and made some changes with that over the last year. Uh, this is Recovery Radio. We're, we're, we're going to get you in shape, or at least tell you how on the program. Stay with us. We have more.
Welcome back to Recovery Radio. I hope the first segment of our program didn't wind you too much. We're talking about getting our body together, uh, getting back into the gym, getting some sort of activity that can, as I said, improve both your uh, your health from a physical standpoint, but certainly from an emotional standpoint. There's lots of data on the benefits of activity, physical activity on our mental well-being. So that's what we're talking about here on Recovery Radio with Tyler Tritine. Tyler is the owner-operator of Vitality Athletics in the Ephrata area, and he's been doing this for many, many years, and he's here to tell us uh, how to get the most out of uh, our time in the gym. Um, so let's. I'm going to. I'm going to start. As I said, I'd ask all the dumb questions here today. So, so here's a couple right off the top of my head. In your view, um, what's wh- which is the better method, machines or free weights? And, and by the way, what's what's the difference? You're lifting heavy stuff on either way. What's your, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think machines versus free weights. I think it just depends on the person, what their goals are, their experience level. I think would play a big part in that. But the you know the difference would be your free weights would be barbells, uh, dumbbells, you know things that can just move freely that you really have to control and have good form. Where a machine would be something that you can sit down on and maybe it's plate loaded where you just move the pin and you can do an exercise that way and it's it doesn't take as much technique. So I think depending on the individual, uh, I don't I don't think machines are terrible. I think sometimes they get a bad rap you know from uh, the functional fitness community but if someone doesn't really have any experience and they're you know obviously they want to stay safe and they just want to work on putting some muscle mass on and keeping their their uh, muscle mass and joints stronger than, than a machine would can work um, you know decently well and it's probably safer for someone that doesn't have that much experience yeah so uh, you know if you're going to do free weights you definitely want to work with somebody or work with a coach at first someone that knows what they're doing to make sure that you have a you know, a good back position there. You're not going to hurt yourself. So I guess it just depends on the individual. And, you know, they both can be beneficial, I yeah. think. Uh, uh, did I hear you, hear you right there and all of that, that with regard to free, ra- uh, free weights, um, technique is more important, than, a form is more important than on a machine? Yes. Yeah, I would say. But uh, you can definitely do some things on machines too. And if you look at some of the memes and some of the <laughs> videos you see out there, uh, people can – do some things wrong on machines too, but I'd say for the most part, I think you're definitely correct on that. Well, I've seen some people uh, who have set the uh, speed on a treadmill a little too fast <laughs> and found out about that. But no, I mean, I, I'm I'm often uh, confused about that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm what you would call your uh, your older gym rat, and um, I, I just I found that the, I had I had to use the um, I had to use the machines more because I was just certain. I, I, I wasn't working with anybody, so I, I knew I wasn't getting the form right. Um, so I get, a, I, get a, I get a much better benefit with the machines. And when you go to these large you know, gyms that we see now, the, the Planet Fitnesses and all the L.A. things and all that stuff, they're loaded with machines. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are, are loaded. Do you find people expect that? Is there an expectation to be a lot of machines in a place or – yeah, I think with, if you go to a commercial gym, uh, like a bigger gym like that, I think it's just easier for people that because if they're not working with a coach or a trainer, and I think it's just easier for the staff. They don't have to worry stress about someone doing something wrong. So I think the machine is easier for a lot, a lot of those style gyms. Our gym that we have, it's more of a functional training gym, so we have very little machines. We have some rowing machines. 
we have some uh, air runner treadmills and, and things like that. And but I have some cable like pulley systems. But besides that, we pretty much do everything with barbells or dumbbells, body weight movements, uh, slam balls, different things like that. Just kettlebells, just because I think there is probably more benefit for people if they're doing free weights versus machines if they have the the proper technique and if someone helping them out with it. But uh, but yeah, I understand why a big commercial gym and why it makes sense for them to have a lot of machines. And, and I think, yeah, people probably want a ton of options and they don't want to wait. You know, our society, you don't want to wait too long. So I'm, I'm thinking that those gyms, they want to have a lot of options for people. All right. So I'm going to give you this phrase, which has been around since, you know, the first dumbbell was invented. No, uh, no pain, no gain. Do you, does it have to hurt to go to the gym? I think, again, that's going to depend on the individual, your goals. And I know I've personally made a lot of, a lot of transition over the last couple of years. And we used to be uh, a typical CrossFit affiliate where it, it did involve a lot of high-intensity style workouts. But, um, you know, you got to look at what, what are you trying to do long-term and what's the, the goal. If your goal is to compete in a sport or compete in CrossFit, then you probably are going to have to push yourself and take some, some sort of risk and be in a little bit of uh, – you know, I guess I guess maybe their mental or physical pain and sometimes, but I think for your everyday person, I think you want to think about longevity and and yeah, you're going to push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, but you're going to be training in a safe zone and and picking movements that are safe for you to do and uh, that old kind of attitude of yeah, no pain, no gain, and just you know keep put put your head down, and push through with it. I think that can that can be a detriment to some people yeah. and almost push you in the wrong direction and, and go away from the whole reason you got involved in fitness to begin with. So I think it just depends on what your goals are. If you're looking for fitness, longevity, if you're not a professional athlete, I don't think you need to be in a lot of pain. I think you can train smart and work with a trainer that is smart that can put you on the right path. Um, cardio versus strength training. Is one more important than the other? I think they're both important. Uh, I, I think it would if you're training for something specific, say you're a power lifter or someone that's trying to really focus on strength, you're probably there's still some benefit, obviously, for your health to do some cardio, but you're going to focus more on strength. Uh, if you're an endurance athlete, you're obviously going to do more aerobic, but there's still definitely some benefit to doing some strength training with those people, so you might bias one way or the other. For your everyday person, I think you need a combination of both. And, and I would actually, most of our workouts, we do probably about 20 to 30 minutes of good, solid strength work. And then we'll do, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of uh, like interval style training on a lot of days. And then normally two days we'll do some longer uh, cardio style workouts. And, and that's where I find people see the most benefit. And But I think you definitely need the combination. You need the strength to uh, the strength training to keep your, um, you know, your body composition, keep your muscle mass. And you need the, the cardio training to keep your heart healthy and, and, and a lot of those uh, you know, the health factors healthy. Keep the blood flowing. Tyler yeah. uh, Tredine is our guest from Vitality Ale uh, Athletics. We're, we're talking about uh, get, getting it together, physical. Stay with us. This is Recovery Radio. We have more with Tyler straight ahead. Welcome back to Recovery Radio. Steve Martoreno with you. Uh, we're going to get back to our guest and uh, talk about your your fitness regime coming uh, going forward for the new year. Um, but first, a reminder that uh, our, our partners in the program, uh, Retreat Behavioral Health, as we've been telling you, uh, low these many weeks now, they have broadened their range of services to cover not only substance abuse and uh, treatment for that, which, which they are renowned in, but also now the, the broader field of mental health issues. 
and with the opening of uh, brand new satellite offices in Lansdale and in the uh, Philadelphia area in West Philadelphia, um, they are extending out into the community to get help to people who who, who have. Um, you know, both substance abuse and mental health issues in their lives. They're great, great partners here. Um, you, you believe me, um, you could do uh, no, no, no better than to call them if you have questions or comments about anything going on in your life regarding behavioral health. Uh, here's their phone number, 855-859-8808. That's 855-859-8808. Retreat Behavioral Health. Tyler Tredine is our uh, guest. He is a, uh, a fitness instructor, a gym owner. His uh, his company's called uh, Vitality Athletics. It's in the Ephrata area, not far from uh, from where Retreat's uh, main uh, residential facility is. That's that's how we, he came to our attention. You've been doing some uh, work with the staff at uh, at Retreat, correct? Yeah. Last uh, January, we did a program, and we're going to start another program this January. Well, we'll do two workouts a week for an hour, and we'll give them some nutrition guidelines, give them some homework to do on their off days. And, yeah, that's coming up January 6th. We're starting that. We're, we're going to get into the to the nitty-gritty of what uh, Vitality Athletics, uh, their, their, uh, so, their sort of program that they offer to people um, straight ahead. But before that, a couple of other garden variety issues. Uh, one is overcoming uh, – there's some anxiety associated with going into a gym. Um, you know, am I, am I going to be intimidated? Am I going to look like the weakling in here? What, what do you tell people? What should they expect when they walk through the door of a facility? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can speak for our facility, but probably, yeah, every facility is different. And, and I give people a lot of respect every time they come in for the first time. And, and I try to make sure I'm there to greet them right away because it is tough and it's something you definitely got to get out of your comfort zone, and it uh, can definitely make be a little nerve wracking that first time coming in. But um, you know, I, th- I think just getting your getting in there, and uh, obviously do some research and check out the facility before you go in there. But just, you got to be in the right facility, right? Yeah, yes. I think be in the right facility. You know, look for someone that has some experience. Look for someone that has some uh, some good reviews and, and that has been in the fitness industry for a while. Uh, that has seen some good results with people too. So um, the majority of our people, I would say, come from referrals, you know, word of mouth referrals. So that normally makes people feel a little bit more comfortable. And and I always tell people just just keep in mind, like when you come in there, like everybody has done that before. So everyone has started somewhere with it, and the majority of people are feel the same way. And and nobody's worried about what you're doing when you come in there. Everyone's focused on their workout and doing the right thing. And and uh, if you find the right community, it can be awesome to be supportive, just like a team, and have people that you know will cheer you on and, and push you in a positive way. Well, how important is stretching? Yeah, I think it's there's definitely got to be some sort of flexibility component for most people, especially as we age. You know, you're you're just going to lose your flexibility, and lose your pliability in your joints, your muscles, and that you're not going to be able to move as well. You're going to get stiffer. So. I, I always joke around with our boomer class. I always say, if you don't use it, you lose it. So I try to make them, you know, really focus on hip flexibility, shoulder flexibility. And not that you need to do anything, I don't think, extreme with it or have to be able to do the splits or anything wild, but you just need to be able to, you know, uh, do a squat, do proper, you know, hinge at your hips and be able to hopefully touch your toes, (laughs) be able to, you know, get full range of motion with your arms overhead. Uh, and I think that is huge. I think it's vital because if you don't and you lose that, you're eventually going to run into joint issues and it's really going to 
you know, cause some problems long term. You're going to wind up not going to the gym if it, if it, if it hurts when you do that. You tried to slip that word boomer in there. Um, <laughs> you, you didn't get it past me. Uh, so you do have a boomer program or a boomer class? Yeah, I call it Boom Fit. And we started that a couple years ago. And it's more geared towards 60 and over. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great group. It's, it's a really fun group to train. They're, they're always a lot of fun. So uh, we work balance. We, you know, that's a big component of what we do too, balance, flexibility, strength work and conditioning so try to get the whole uh everything improving at once is, is the whole like encompassing approach oh, that's great because because the trend has been over the past 10 15 years or so maybe more recently that these um almost navy seal like programs you, you crossfit i guess being the most uh well known but there are a whole bunch of those where it's clear even from a cursory look at them that you know you you better be 25 years old and a triathlete to do these things so it's it's encouraging to hear that there's you know that 60 plus group has somebody who's who's got their back before we move into v8 which i know is your program uh you you used to do crossfitting a crossfit training why, why did you readjust yeah um uh, i used to compete in crossfit and uh, i came from a sports background and and i like competition you know and, and i like strength and conditioning so uh, those two kind of melted together, and CrossFit has become pretty popular over the last decade or so. And uh, but I, I think long term, especially as I got older too, I'm a little bit, little bit older, 35, or 35. So hopefully a little wiser. Uh, and through my experience of just doing this for 10 years or so, um, you know, you look at what's the end result, you know, longevity wise, and and just doing more and going harder. You know, more is not always better. Right. And, and you got to do it. Uh, safely, you got to do it effectively, and we're still doing a lot of functional fitness uh, stuff. And I, and I love what CrossFit has done in, in so many ways, and and made strength and conditioning more popular for your everyday person. They've built an awesome community, uh, but you just got to really look at you know some of the movements and think you know is this can I be, do this? Is this good long term? Right. And is this intensity good long term? And and you just got to you just got to really work with a smart coach and take the things that are good from it use that and get rid of the things that aren't so good for it, some of the movements and maybe some of the intensity that's pushed. you got to think about what your goals are and what's best for your long term. Yeah, CrossFit is not for everyone. I mean, it looks great when you go to look at the little videos and you think, wow, look at that. But it's not, it is not for everyone. Uh, let's talk about what you've structured something at Vitality that you call V8, your V8 guidelines. What, what, what are they? Yeah, the V8 guidelines, there are eight different guidelines that I've come up with just from my experience. And, and I think if you follow them, I think I, I, I blast it out to our members pretty often. I think if you follow these guidelines, you're going to be successful in fitness. You're going to feel a lot better, and you'll never regret it is what I always say. So Take us through a couple of them. Sure. So, And feel free to stop me if you want any sure. more explanation on them. But uh, the first one, first guideline would be just making sure you work out at least three days a week. So, uh, you know, and that doesn't necessarily have to be at a gym. Some people train at home. Some people train outdoors. I, I would recommend a, a combination of some type of resistance training, and that can even be body weight training. That can be you know basic squats, push-ups, planks, things like that, and doing cardiovascular training with it too. Is it important to work out the same same time of the day each of those three days, or does it matter? I, I, I don't think it really matters too much with people. I think uh, as long as you get it in, you're getting it in. So everyone's busy, so just get it in. So, yeah, work out three days per week. That's number one. I always tell people, schedule it like a doctor's appointment. You schedule it like a doctor's appointment, you'll get it in. Number two is eat clean at least 80% of the time. 
Clean? Clean, yeah, clean. So um, clean, what I would describe as clean would be eating whole foods. So that'd be good good protein sources, good uh, carbohydrate sources, good fat sources. So, uh, you know, like lean meats would be your good proteins. Um, for fruits and vegetables, for carbohydrate sources, you could do... Uh, some type of whole grain or oatmeal or rice or sweet potato would be a good option for you too. Healthy fats would be you'll you'll get some from maybe your protein sources as well, but or especially if you're eating like fish, mm-hmm. that's that's a great source of uh, some healthy fats for you. Uh, avocados, uh, nuts and seeds, coconuts, things like that. Olive oils would be really good fat sources for you. So eight out of ten meals, I'd really recommend trying to focus on whole foods. You know, if it came from the came from the ground if it's a natural food something that spoils on a quickly on a regular basis it's it's probably going to be decent. good yeah if it's wrapped yeah. in plastic don't eat it keep going yeah <laughs> keep, keep, give us a couple more sure so um number three would be making sure you sleep at least seven hours a night i think is a good goal for people well i'll tell you what do your boomers tell you how much trouble they have getting seven hours of sleep at night i guess a workout can really help you get some uh, better sleep right yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, exercise definitely will help you get into a deeper sleep. You should be a little bit more tired, exhausted in a good way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a real problem as you get older, getting a good night's sleep. Continue, uh, Tyler. Yeah, number four would be to accumulate throughout the week one hour of flexibility or mobility training. So this would be something you could do, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day and add that up over five you know, six right. days out of the week. This is stuff you can do at home. Stuff you can do at home, yeah. And uh, there's tons of resources. There's a couple apps I really like. Um, you know, like one of the apps I really like is called GoWOD, G-O-W-O-D. GoWOD is a good app that you can use. And, uh, you know, if you can just stretch consistently, do some sort of mobility work, 10 to 15 minutes. If you want a free resource, just get on YouTube and type in five-minute mobility flow or 10-minute mobility work. And there's tons of resources out there, tons of free videos. That's that's a great tip. That is the flexibility is so important. Continue with the V eight uh, guidelines. Sure. Uh, number five would be drink half of your body weight in ounces of water per day. You know, you and I could spend another forty minutes with this one because that's a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, a, that is a lot of water. It, what is what is the benefit of almost drowning yourself in water? No one's ever explained. Are you flushing everything out? Is that what's going on? That is part of it, but uh, your energy levels are going to be much better. It's just a huge component to your body, and and uh, pretty much everything improves. You you'll have less cravings, energy. You say you go to exercise, then you're going to feel better, more energized to work out. Obviously, you got to replace a lot of fluids that you that you lose throughout the day. But I think a lot of people are in, almost in a state of just chronic dehydration, really, and they don't even realize it. So. I, I just look at it as it's a simple way. I mean, water's, uh, I mean, it's such a simple thing to do. Comes out of the tap. How much did you say again? Half your body? Half your body weight. So if you weigh, you know, 200 pounds, right. you're 100 ounces of water. 100 ounces yeah. of water in a day? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. You know, again, like I said, we should have another hour for you and I to go round and round on that one. Uh, uh, Tyler Trittine, stay, is, uh, we're going to finish up on the uh, V8s and then uh, take a, a, a quick look at the end of the program here on the benefits of all of this are obvious physically, but what do they do for us mentally? This is Recovery Radio. Stay right where you are. Welcome back to Recovery Radio. Uh, we've been uh, speaking to uh, Tyler Trittine. He is the uh, owner-operator of Vitality Athletics. He's talking to us about getting ourselves in shape uh, physically. 
Uh, and this, he's summing up now a couple of points in the program his uh, gym offers called uh, the V8 Guidelines. What's number six? Yeah, number six is to listen or read something positive or motivational for 10 to 15 minutes every day. Really? For instance? Uh, it could be a podcast. Say you're driving to work. Uh, I know, like, for example, like, just I listen to a lot of fitness podcasts, but one uh, guy I really like is Jeremy Scott Fitness. That's a simple one. Uh, mm-hmm. So just listen to that. You know, there's so much I think you can get bombarded with so much negativity if you're, you know, if you're watching the news or, or anything going on that, or you just have stress going on in your life that just taking 10 to 15 minutes and, and listen to something to realize how, how much you have going in your, in your favor, how much positivity there yep. is going. I yep. think that can just do a lot for you. Excellent point. Uh, what do you, what do you got? Number seven. Number seven is to uh, make sure you do something fun or special, plan it out at least one time a week. So, you know, same thing, like a lot of people are stressed out and I think just having some, something to look forward to every week, whether it's get together with friends, maybe you're going to a special event, maybe some awesome movie came out, just, just something to look forward to, put it on your schedule once a week that you're going to really look forward to. That's a great point because people don't appreciate the value of having even a tiny thing to look forward to. It's not so much what the event is, it's that it's in the future and that's that's a very positive uh, notion. There's something out there worth uh, waiting for. What that's that's a great point. What's what's number eight? Number eight would be just to set a goal or some sort of game plan for your fitness or nutrition or, or you know weight loss or have some type of goal that you're working towards. So I think as, as long just like if you have you know directions when you're driving, if you set up some sort of goal, you're gonna be much more likely to attain that goal. So. It could be as simple as just make it to the gym three days a week for this month or, you know, eat clean eight out of ten meals or, you know, be able to do one pull-up or run a certain time in a mile, but some sort of goal that you're working towards. Vitality Athletics is the name of, uh, of Tyler's gym, and, and that's his, uh, his V8 guidelines. Eight great, great tips there. Uh, in the, in the c- a couple of uh, minutes here we have left here, uh, Tyler, you, you, those last couple of uh, bullet points on the guidelines – were basically um, uh, mental uh, tips. It, it really wasn't about do this physically. It was about your your uh, your mind in relationship to your body. You have had the occasion as a physical um, trainer to work with people who are in long-term uh, recovery from substance abuse issues. There's plenty of data, as I said at the beginning, about the benefits of uh, working out and your mood we know how that works, right? What's going on in your in your brain uh, when you work out? Yeah, so when you work out, it's going to have a you know positive response in your brain. You're going to release some of those feel good, uh, you know, dopamine, serotonin, some of these uh, endorphins in your brain to really uh, you know the same way that if you maybe would take something negative into your body and you feel uh, you know kind of a high from it, uh, you're going to get the same thing, kind of a, a fitness high. So, uh, you know, when you're done working out, as much as it might suck to get there at first or as much might suck at the time, you'll never – you always feel great when you're done. And uh, I think it, it can turn into, you know, a kind of a good addiction that way and, and yeah. really make you feel good. Yeah. Uh, well, we know that the, the pain associated with um, both um, your, your one's mental health and if they're abusing substances as well, that, that pain it needs to be dealt with. And uh, the the negative ways, of course, are in you know ab- abusing substances. Um, 
So when you talk about it's an unfortunate phrase when you talk about being addicted to fitness rather than you know alcohol, um, it, it's not it's not the same kind of addiction. It, it's medicating oneself in a positive way rather than a negative way. I mean, there's a real physical benefit when your mind's right. Right. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you, and uh, it just you know it's going to be good for you. You know you're going to feel good when it's over. And I just, yeah, mentally, I, I know what it's done for me and, and, and working with other people and, you know, people that work out on a regular basis, people that strength train, like, they always, it always helps them build their confidence. It helps them build their self-esteem. You know, rarely do you meet somebody that's in, that isn't, you know, that's in really good shape that lacks confidence or self-esteem. Like, it, it all goes hand in hand. And I think the, the body, the, the physical part, it plays a huge part. Yeah, well, you know, I've never run into anybody that was any good at what you do uh, who wasn't a positive kind of person, uh, in, in, you know, personally. You could just tell that these were positive, forward-thinking kinds of people. That enthusiasm is what fuels trying to keep yourself uh, together. F- finally, just this, and I know maybe you're not the guy to ask here because you're in a different line, but with regard to people who just want to be active, there's a whole slew of things that be uh, available out there from the new these these bar classes or uh, uh, what's the other uh, movement, uh, Pilates. Uh, all of that stuff is beneficial it's on some level. Yoga. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of stuff out there. It's almost... It's almost information overload. There's almost too much out there. So where do you start? I, I can see that being very frustrating for a lot of people because it's just overwhelming. But I think, uh, you know, s- s- talk to some people that you might know that have been successful with fitness, see who they go to, see who some good resources are. And then uh, don't be afraid to you, I think you just got to get out in there and try some different things too and see what works best for you. I think there's lots of great ways to get in shape. Uh, you just got to find the, you know, the right one that works yeah. for you. Uh, and it helps knowing what you want to accomplish at the other end. Tyler uh, Chakin, thanks so much. And we, we, uh, we know you're going to be involved working uh, in this area with some of Retreat's people. So we, we hope we can have you back on the, on the program uh, in the future. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you all for your time. Uh, Look for us wherever you get your podcast. This is Recovery Radio. Take care. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. 